welcome back to Let's Talk Music. So quick reference to the last episode where we discussed copyrights and what it is and how it applies to music. Um, a brief outline on royalties and copyright societies, a different kind of royalties that apply to you, moral rights and overall how to protect your music and make money out of it. Now this episode I will be focusing on how you as a musician and a manager should approach sampling, remakes, remixes and covers in the context of someone else's copyright. Now essentially I will be talking about the permissions you need to take and the recommended approach and the overall ambiguity surrounding all of this and even the consequences of you not being able to get these permissions. A refresher from the previous episode, we did discuss what master rights and publishing rights were. So simply put, the copyright in the recording of a song is the master rights and the copyright in the composition which is to the music and the lyrics are publishing rights. And why these rights are important in the first place is because they form the basis on which these permissions that you will require to either remix or remake or cover a song or to even sample a part of a song. Also what is important to understand here is that the permissions that we are talking about in this episode are those which will need to be taken directly from the artist or the label and not uh, from any copyright society. Because what we are talking about are mechanical and sync licenses which do not fall under the purview of performance royalties. So what exactly is copyright infringement? Copyright infringement simply put is using someone else's work without their permission or even paying them if required or using it without giving them credit where it's due. Which technically means if you want to sample someone's work or if you want to remix an original song then not taking the necessary permissions would mean that you are infringing that person's copyright. Now remixes, remakes and to a certain extent samples are all considered derivative works under the definitions uh, in copyright law. Covers do not amount to derivative works because it is supposed to stick to the original uh, composition and even though an arrangement may be a little different it doesn't stray away from the original frame of a song as opposed to remixes or remakes where you have additional work on the existing original composition or you might be using the original recording and layer it with other instrumental pieces or electronic music so it is considered a derivative work. With remixes, samples and remakes, you need the permission on both sides. You need access to the master rights and you need access to the publisher rights, which means you will need to take permission from the label and the artist. So I'd like to break this down so that it's easier for you to understand. So I'll move with sampling first. Now we all know what sampling is, it's when you use a a bit of an existing composition or a recording in a particular song and it's either the center of the song or it's used as a hook or it's layered with other uh, instruments but it's effectively using an original composition in a new one. Now like I mentioned you need two kinds of permissions here one from the label to use the recording itself and one from the artist to use the composition. 
now if obviously if there is no label involved you just need to go to one party which is the artist and get permissions to use both master and publishing rights now you might be thinking why would i go through all this trouble just to use a tiny bit or a tiny hook from a song which might probably be the bottom most layer of a particular composition but trust me even the smallest 3 second bit that was taken has gotten people into a lot of trouble an example being vanilla ice with ice ice baby and the hook which he used was from under pressure by queen and queen's management didn't take too kindly to it he lost all royalties to the song and this is only because of that 3 second bit he used from the original under pressure so the whole myth around that you can use a song if it's lesser than 10 seconds or 15 seconds is false if you're using someone else's work you need permission for it and if you don't the consequences of that could be that your song is either taken down or you could be sued for it but that said we do know that the reality is starkly different and enforcement is not always on point but in the meanwhile you can definitely check out subscription services like tracklib which provide for pre-cleared samples and hooks and riffs that can be used in your music without you having to worry about getting permission from the original artist what i'll cover now is remixes and remakes so it will pretty much be the same approach as with sampling because it's a derivative work so you need permission from both the artist and the label now you might have heard of these official remixes you might see some of them on youtube or soundcloud or itunes and official remixes are pretty much um exactly that they've been an artist has been approached by the original artist or the label to remix an existing song in which case permissions are already in place so the person who's remixing it does not have to worry about it he or she is paid a lump sum as remixing fees and ideally if you are the artist who's remixing it you should also claim songwriting credits for the remixed version because the remixed version is a derivative work which means there is a certain amount of copyright that you have in that remixed work as well but be very clear that this stake in the copyright would apply only if you have all the permission to remix that song if you do not have the permission to remix a song you do not hold copyright in the remixed version again this is applicable to a remix that you are producing and not for dj's who are performing live and remixing on the go in those cases the kind of permissions that you need are very different and those permissions are licenses that need to be taken by either the venue or the promoter and the dj does not have to worry about it however if that dj plans to record the session that he is remixing live and upload it on soundcloud you do stand the chance of having it taken down if the original copyright holder does not want it up without his permission when it comes to remakes i think uh, the best example to explain the situation would be the 90s hit tamma tamma from bollywood which was remade probably a few years ago with new lyrics and uh, new arrangements and obviously the beat was retained and the original hook and chorus was retained but everything else about the song was different so in this particular case again since it's a derivative work 
the artists or the music composers and the producers of the movie would have had to take permission from the original label and the original artist or the music composer who did it but how it works in the movie industry at least historically has been that uh, music composers are paid a certain amount by the producers for composing the original score of the of a film including the background score and all the rights in that are sold to a label by the producer again for a lump sum which might be a lot greater than what is paid to the music director and in which case the original music composer does not retain any rights to the music he or she has composed and the label gets to determine uh, the licenses that go out for uh, in the name of master rights or publishing rights though i'm given to understand that this situation is slowly changing now uh, in the context of um, a lot of uh, popular music directors who have negotiated better deals with labels so that they continue to uh, receive royalties for music that they've composed especially in the case of remixes and remix and i think that is the ideal approach that should be taken because it retains your um, revenue generation from the music that you've worked on for those movies so my apologies for having digressed there a little bit but i thought that would give you better context to understand how remixes work in india uh mashups are pretty much similar to how remixes work and uh, they effectively take two separate songs and mash them up to make one new song so the kind of permissions that apply to it are almost identical to what applies to the to uh making a remix so you'll need a license to use the masters and license to publishing as well now when it comes to covers of songs you are basically reproducing the song in your own style uh using the same lyrics the same composition maybe playing around with the arrangement a bit but you're not touching the original sound recording so in this case you don't need permission from the label or whoever owns the master rights to the song you just need license or the permission to cover the song from the artist or the songwriter so ideally what you could do is reach out to the artist if uh, he or she is accessible on any social media page to get permission to do it or maybe check out the song details on databases that are available through BMI and ASCAP so you can find out you know the contact details of the artist or their management firm or the label and accordingly figure out how you want to go from there you also have agencies uh, like Harry Fox which uh, issue mechanical licenses for songs and in india the best bet would be to approach an artist directly so all of this applies to remixes remakes um, and covers if you have done a little research on uh, producing covers in india you might have come across the term statutory licensing honestly and from a practical approach i don't think this is a very efficient way of going about it because the laws do not really set out a very clear procedure it does provide for a few requirements like sending notice to the original artist and uh, a payment structure which is based on something so vague that uh, even the copyright board has not come out with any clear statement on it i would recommend that you approach the artist directly or if you know the label who is handling the artist to go via them if you want to cover them the exception to any of uh, these permissions is um, fair use and Uh, the other exception is if any of the work that you want to use has been uploaded or has been given out under the creative commons license now the first concept that i discussed on fair use 
is basically if you are reproducing or using someone else's work for educational purposes or uh, reporting it as news or as social commentary or making a parody on it then that is considered fair use so which means you don't need to take permission to use it for any of these purposes the other one which i mentioned on creative commons is that if any of the work that you want to use in your uh, song is uh, available under under a creative commons license then depending on the nature of that creative commons license you can use it for any purpose that you want you can reproduce it and uh, utilize it even for monetary gain and there's nothing going to stop you from doing that provided you are following those restrictions that are offered by the creative commons license which could include mentioning the original artist and uh, you know making sure you don't modify certain aspects so you can check out the different kinds of creative commons license um and the, the kind of music that's available under it on the creative commons website uh, just google it you can read up more on it and it's a great way to use music without having to like go through the hurdle of licensing and ensuring that you have clear title to it when you're producing something original so now since i have discussed about all the permissions that you need to take and the procedure that you could follow what are the consequences if you don't follow it technically on paper the consequences to not taking permission to use someone else's work would mean having your work which is in question being taken down from the platform that it's on so it could be you could you might receive an infringement or a takedown notice from youtube or facebook or instagram in fact i'm sure you a lot of us have faced that problem where we've used you we've just taken a song of apple music and put it up on as a background score for your video which you shot at home and then you get a notice from instagram or facebook saying that a part of your video has been muted because you don't have the right to use it so you can obviously claim fair use over here because you're not really using it for any monetary gain right this is just something for personal purposes and you're not really portraying that song as yours so that said it does bring us to the question of what if you're using this song to make money what if there's monetary gain involved of course the odds of having a case filed against you for infringement is quite high and it also depends on the kind of monetary gain you're generating so say for example you've made a remix of a song and it becomes intensely popular and has a million views on youtube and people downloading it on itunes which you uploaded via a third party aggregator so they're paying 15 rupees per song so again so that is an unauthorized use of an existing song right so the label and the artist have every right to sue you for infringement including asking you to take it off distribution or um have the particular platform take it off on your behalf and even impose a fine if required or um ask for 100% of all the revenues that you have generated so let me just take a step back and give you guys a breather here and tell you that whatever i have mentioned so far is the worst case scenario the inability to track who is using what music and to what extent is probably one of the main reasons why people don't really pursue uh legal uh proceedings against a possible infringement because they're not able to identify it in the first place so youtube has a fairly elaborate system 
called the content ID system. So if you're familiar with YouTube and how it works, you will know what I'm talking about. So every time you upload original content on YouTube, it generates content ID and gives it to you. So basically it's like this unique ID that identifies your music or the content that you've uploaded through the video and the audio that will probably that will map itself against other content that is continuing to be uploaded on YouTube and if there's any conflict they flag it and send a, a claim notice to the person who's uploaded something that is similar so for example um, a lot of the large publishers on uh, YouTube like for example T-series have content IDs associated with each of all their original music that's uploaded and if you have covers that are made associated with those content IDs you realize you will not be able to make money out of it because any money generated out of those covers go to T-series that's how they kind of make money out of this because you have if you if you're having that many people uh, rework your song and remake your song and remix it and if you're not able to track it this is a great way of actually going about it so you might also know that if you're using especially if you're using CD Baby CD Baby uses the same content ID system and helps you track the use of your song as is across uh, YouTube and they're also trying to incorporate that against certain other platforms to make sure that uh, you're able to collect royalties from it so this is just one mechanism which has been incorporated to ensure it kind of keeps uh, like a small check on the songs that are being used so if if you want to um, which is why you have like billions of covers being uploaded on YouTube and nobody's really having a problem with it because most of these large publishers have agreements which allow them to monetize uh, covers of their songs so Obviously, this does not apply to remixes and remakes. You still need to go through a fairly elaborate process to uh, get the rightful permissions. But a lot of people still make these remixes. And more often than not, the original artists don't really bother with it because it's, um, you could say these are all, you know, fan covers or um, a remake which is, you know, promoting the original song anyway. So, unless and until the remake or the remix becomes bigger than the original song. That's when there are higher chances of a, a um, lawsuit coming up because at the end of the day, it boils down to money. So to sum it up, legally speaking, you need permission from the original copyright holders if you want to use your music in your work. The exception to that being fair use. The chances of a lawsuit for unauthorized use are proportional to the popularity of the song like I mentioned. And the crucial point being that the enforcement of the copyright is the copyright holder's prerogative. Now if the original artist doesn't want to pursue legal action then that's that. But that doesn't really prevent them from doing so at a later stage. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope you found it useful and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions you have on today's topic. You can mail me at info at lexic.in that is I-N-F-O at L-E-X-I-C dot I-N with your feedback or questions. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sandhya on Lex Talk Music signing off for today.